everybody. Welcome back to French Kiss. Today I have Nala. Really excited to have you on. Um, we met so super randomly, actually. Um, yeah, a photo it was shoot. Um, a photo shoot like three years ago now, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was Almost like a three. random one-time thing. It was great. I mean, we no. got along and yeah, I don't know. I just love following like everything you do on Instagram and stuff. I feel like I'm just like a, one of those like silent I know, I fans in the too. background. <laughs> I love yeah, it. No, so... than, it's mostly guys. Yeah, I, I, I know. Like the, Adding I like, like the girls following me. Balancing out the, the stats a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'll just have you maybe like introduce yourself, like who you are, where you're from, just kind of whatever recap or, mm -hmm. you know, bio you want to give. <laughs> Yes, I I never know where to start with those. I'm 27. <laughs> um, it seems like people don't know whether I'm like 25 or like 35. <laughs> so I'm 27. Um, I am from Salt Lake. I grew up in Saratoga, Mormonville. Um, yeah. And I left the church when I was like 11, but I'm still in the, the Utah sphere. Mm -hmm. And I like the gym. I've had a boyfriend for four years now. And I work a desk job with people with intellectual disabilities. So we kind of run group homes. Um, I have three dogs that I adore. And I would say those are my, that's like the about me. That's everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good, I feel like that recaps. You're also a great artist. Plugging that. Oh, yes. I, I love art. I like to think that I'm good at it. I always joke that really it's my good. only skill. <laughs> I um I don't do it enough. That's what I want to get more into. But it's kind of one of those things where it takes up so much time. But yeah. I still consider myself an artist because if I didn't have that, I would have nothing. <laughs> I have no skill. No. So, seriously, like, yes, I do love art. It's your art is so good. Even like I was telling Georgie that we did the photo shoot with. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have yeah. Nala on and stuff. And she's like, okay, ask her how she does such realistic drawings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's so cute. Yeah, yeah she's, those... she's an artist in her own right, for sure. She's amazing. We've all got our talents, I guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, that's my that's my one. No, I mean, I feel like you've got a lot going on, but that one is definitely, like, a mentionable one because it's really impressive. But anyways. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wanted to start this episode with one of the write-in questions that I got a little mm -hmm. bit a while yes. back and just kind of, like, see – what your opinion is on it and I feel like this will be a good kind of mm -hmm. uh wait what is that called like a not a landing point like a, a way jumping point yeah or a segue yeah from yes. to like everything that's what we're going to talk about so the question cool. is um I'm in my early 20s and I have been with my boyfriend mm -hmm. for a year and a half we recently decided to move in with each other and around the same time I started a new job where I developed feelings for a coworker. And those feelings are reciprocated. Ooh, I love my boyfriend, but I can't help my feelings. Help. Okay, that is such a common story. Yeah. Um, my first thought, I, okay, so I've heard two things, and maybe one thing will resonate a little bit more than the other. Um, some people say that if you catch feelings for someone else, then choose the second person, because if you really had feelings for the first person, then mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to fall for someone else. Um, I don't know if I entirely believe that. I guess it depends on how hard you fall in love with the second person. Yeah. And that might have some, you know, grasp. But I feel like it's important to remember that when you're in a work environment, proximity 
just draws yeah. people together. And it doesn't take much to fall for a coworker. You see each yeah. other every day. You have to be there. And so part of me is like, I don't, I question if it's real. I don't know this connection, but that's my first thought is people are so simple. They're like, you're a boy, I'm a girl and we see each other every day. So like, I like you. And I think yeah. it's, especially if you have a small office or, you know, very few other attractive boys in the office, whatever it is, yeah. I think that it's, that's why people call it a work wife, a work husband. Mm -hmm. So I really question if it's real feeling. Um, and then at that point, if you decide that it's more just the infatuation part and proximity, then you have to find a way to cut that out. Yeah. Or it's it's just not fair to the boyfriend. And so that's my first thought. I I would assume, just hearing it right off the bat, I think it's mm -hmm. just infatuation and not real. Yeah, so I think so too. Instinct. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like this concept already of like work wife, work husband, like, I'm always like, I okay, a little bit of a, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird where yeah. you're just like, okay, like we just kind of go mm -hmm. along with it. But when I first read this, I kind of, my first thing, I think the same thing with you where I was like, well, obviously mm -hmm. like, when you spend, let's say like Monday through Friday, nine to five with like the same people. And especially if mm -hmm. it's like, you know, a small team or it's like, you're always working with the same guy mm -hmm. and you like, like that person, even just as like a person, like even without kind of saying like, oh, you know, I'm attracted yeah. to him or whatever. It's like, you can mm -hmm. enjoy somebody's company. And be like, wow, like a new person, you know, it's kind of like mm -hmm. this new beginning, especially it's like she just started this it's job. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's like a new thing. And I don't know like what you think about this, but I feel like mm -hmm. it's I can understand how people like develop crushes when they're in a relationship already. You know what I mean? Like kind of like a harmless thing. Mm -hmm. Like obviously if you're like singing, mm -hmm. you know, I have deep feelings for somebody else, there's like a little bit of a yeah. difference than saying like, oh, like, you know oh, this person, I kind of like, I like their personality and I think they're cute. I feel like there's kind of like mm -hmm. a little bit of a difference between the two. I don't know. Yes, absolutely. Because some people do just fall really hard. For some and at yeah. that point you have to consider, okay, maybe they are the right person for you, but it's, mm -hmm. I've just personally never seen that work out. Yeah, it never does. <laughs> and I guess I wouldn't, do. it doesn't work out. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it's so exciting and I think that it takes a lot of, being honest with yourself mm -hmm. to say why am I so easily excited by a new face of the opposite gender you know like why am I so easily affected by the attention that they're giving me and I think it's also important to ask yourself like well do I have really good solid friendships with men am I able yeah. to like hold you know male friendships platonically mm -hmm. and then maybe if you are really good at that then maybe it's worth considering like okay this might just be like really good chemistry um yeah. but it sounds more like you're just around each other a lot yeah that's what I think maybe, I mean I'm mm -hmm. yeah 100% agree well, <laughs> well and I was gonna say when I first heard year and a half that's so so my my two relationships have been both long term and so a year and a half just doesn't seem very long for me and so part of me is like maybe that's the boredom period. I think a lot of breakups yeah. happen around a year. And I think that once, if you reach a year or a year and a half, you have to really start doing some work. Um, but that's when it gets boring and yeah. it's going to end up boring with the other person too, after a year. That's <laughs> funny. That's, exa that's exactly what I said. Cause I was talking to my boyfriend about really? it. And I was thinking, you know, I was, I was saying like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like, you know, what do you think about this? And 
I mean, he's like, yeah. yeah, like I understand how that could happen, but like, you know, kind of depends on how I you love react. hearing what guys think about it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, he's also like a very like, I don't know, he's a Virgo, so I don't know. He's very like mm-hmm. methodical in his thinking, but you know, he was like, yes. obviously, if you spend this much time with a person, like, you know, is it actually? Do you actually like like them, or is it just you know you're mm-hmm. in close proximity with them and like, you know, it's something mm-hmm. new, whatever. But actually, like what I had asked him is like, oh, do you think it's something? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think she should talk to her boyfriend about these feelings and be like, hey, you know, I feel like I'm getting this like kind of weird crush with this guy. Do you think it's something that like you would bring up to your boyfriend if you were like kind of having like mm-hmm. some kind of weird crush feelings on, I don't know, mm-hmm. on somebody else, I guess? That's actually a good question. I feel like, I feel like there's a responsibility if it goes far enough, then maybe it's worth talking out, especially if you want to fix something like if you feel like you overstep boundaries and you feel like you need to fix something with your partner to move forward um because i've heard the term emotional cheating and so i think like if you feel like it's crossed that boundary then yeah you should probably talk to your partner about it um so that you can move past it and see what caused that but i think that for me if that's never happened because my office is like yeah. <laughs> you know six people <laughs> we don't have many cute people there even if i wanted to have a work wife or work husband whatever it was um but i think that it would be my responsibility to take care of those feelings first and i think yeah. that introducing that concept of oh i kind of have a small crush on someone at work you know that's introducing like a lot of issues in a relationship that mm-hmm. probably isn't your partner's responsibility yeah um, and i think if it hasn't like and we're also allowed to have crushes like yeah some people might argue mm-hmm. that but especially if it's a proximity crush like human nature then it's probably your job to squash it or yeah. make sure that it stays appropriate and it's just a harmless thing. So I wouldn't bring a romantic partner into it. I could just see that mm. putting unneeded stress on the relationship. And I don't consider it a bad secret that you're withholding because that's just yeah. how people are. Mm. Um, but if it went too far or it was getting kind of like weird or you felt like it was a hostile work environment, then yeah, that'd be something to bring up probably. Yeah. Be like, I don't know yeah, how to I- handle this. Yeah, definitely. I think like, especially to no, no, that's like, I feel like that really covers, like, I mean, that's a good answer, you know, like, that's something, you know, listen, mm-hmm. whoever wrote this in, like, listen to this advice, I guess. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel, don't come for me. We uh, This podcast is not responsible for any advice given. <laughs> don't follow, you know, follow your heart mm-hmm. first, I guess. But no, I think like, yes, yeah, as you said, like, you know, talking to your boyfriend, it's like, okay, I think first that the like I yeah I guess it must be a girl I think um it's kind Mm -hmm. of like well maybe you like figure out what your feelings actually are like is it just infatuation Mm -hmm. like okay you say it's Mm -hmm. reciprocated but you know like do you actually know who this person is like you know you're only getting like the good part of the person at work or like you know they're on their best behavior they're not gonna be like freaks or anything (laughs) yeah no exactly and sometimes um attention is reciprocated because they know that it's harmless and then if you know imagine you pursued something with just this person then Mm -hmm. they could back off on giving attention because they have commitment issues or whatever it is yeah and they actually just liked the harmless flirting because let's be real the harmless flirting is way more fun than doing the hard work in a relationship that's why people fall into that trap yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah um so yes i think I, I would not act on it at all. And I would just kind of see it through. 
Yeah, I think that's exactly that. like that's the same thing that I thought mm-hmm. when I read the question. I was like, yeah, I think I get it, but like, don't do something about it. <laughs> yeah, and it's not special. Like everyone has been through that, I think, at one mm-hmm. point or another. Yeah. And I would imagine that a lot of them are really grateful that they didn't act on it, especially. I it kind of reminds me of this uh, thing that I see this thing is if you want to not have a crush on someone, really get to know them. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of cracks me up because yeah. it's the idea of them in your head. Yeah. No, really. That's it's crazy because the amount of and like you you know, you said that you've had like two serious like long term relationships. I mean, for mm-hmm. me it's always been the same. I've always been like in long term relationships. But like mm-hmm. obviously like kind of in the tw- in the between periods or whatever, you know, you get like crushes and stuff. But then sometimes I'm mm-hmm. like, wait is this a like do I actually like this person or do I just like the idea of like all the scenarios that I've made up and like figuring out like oh this is how they would react and it's like wait I actually have no idea how this person would react in any situation at all yes yeah you don't know until you've seen it and I think I think especially if you've been with someone um and you're getting serious with them or moving in with them then you're like you pick out things that they don't do and then you yeah. see someone else and you're like, they would probably do those things when you have no idea. Or you're like, they probably do the dishes at home. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that not. is exactly true. No, seriously, like the amount of times yeah. I'm like, you know, it's like, okay, maybe not the amount of times, like it hasn't probably been that many times, mm-hmm. but like where you just kind of, you know, especially I think as, as you said too, she like just moved in with her boyfriend mm-hmm. recently. So it's kind of now she's seeing like all this like dark mm-hmm. underbelly in quotes, you know, of like, yeah, a, like a long-term relationship or like, a relationship that's exactly you know, like he's gonna leave maybe the seat up sometimes or his socks on the floor or whatever and you're like okay oh, and that stuff gets so annoying yeah exactly yeah and so like on this I guess kind of nice transition you have been with your boyfriend yeah. for like four maybe five years or something like that it's been four years um we became official early March so yeah I guess next month will be four years but we yeah, met um December four years ago so yeah we met a little over four years ago but we got we were official like a few months in yeah um so yeah it's it's been a while but we did long distance for a year and so that that year was kind of like it was like we got another honeymoon period when he moved here Mm -hmm. because the year almost like didn't count in a way like obviously we were loyal to each other um and committed but it's like you still get your own space you get to hide some flaws that you have (laughs) um so it's been four years but it's been like three years kind of in the nitty-gritty living together yeah and how did you guys meet tinder i always laugh at that one because uh tinder like i i loved the online dating scene um i never I, w- I just haven't been single a lot in my adult life which shocked me I thought that I was gonna like be single and free and it just didn't work out that way which is you know good good and bad in yeah. some ways um but I was always on tinder I loved it so much because it was very brief time frames that I was single it'd be like a month here a month there and so tinder was always like the fastest way to you know get in that dating yeah. and um when I met him I told him you know I I had just gone out of my five-year relationship and that was really tumultuous and off and on and so I was like I'm gonna be single for a year that was what I said (laughs) and um he he was like okay like you can you know we don't have to be committed or anything but he's like we're gonna get married he said that right off the bat 
And I was like, whoa, this guy, I was like, this guy's coming on strong. I was like, he probably uses this line with all the girls. Um, and then within a few months, actually, I think it was, yeah, within five months of me being broken up, no, four months of me being broken up with my ex, we were official. So wow. things don't work out the way that you plan sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny because I guess, like, actually, it sounds like very similar to me because it's like I when I had gotten out of my relationship, my last relationship, that was like four and a half years, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I yeah. need to be single, take time for myself, you know, really like figure out who I am. What and you're supposed to do. Exactly. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna like live my, in my twenties, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just go on mm -hmm. Tinder, just like, just, you know, just to see what's out there. I had just moved to a new place. I was like, oh, like, yeah. I just wanna see, you know, what the men, I guess, look like here. Mm -hmm. And literally mm -hmm. within like a month or two of moving to this place I got with my boyfriend mm -hmm. <laughs> so oops you know it yeah, happens so sometimes. I, I hear that story a lot I mm -hmm. I hear it a ton and I just think I think that guys I don't know at least at least with him like he was the one that really pushed commitment um yeah. and like I'm I'm grateful that he did but even afterwards like now he talks about it and he's like you know we kind of like moved faster than we probably should have yeah. And like we probably committed earlier than we should have. I'm like, yeah, I could see that, but I'm like, I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out. I guess sometimes yeah. when you try to think logically, it just doesn't pan out the way that you thought. Like if I was single for yeah. a year, I think I would have gotten bored. Like I would have just been like, okay, another date with a guy. Like what would I have gotten out of it? Free dinners, maybe. <laughs> maybe I missed out on a bunch of free yeah. dinners. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, true, I but think, I don't know. Um, sometimes it just works out that way, and you just kind of got to go with it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I think that it's hard to find a good connection. Like yeah. I can get along with most people. Um, I'm, I'm kind of one of those like chameleon people who will fit in anywhere, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like easy for me to get along with someone or like it's not draining. Yeah. And he and I, I think the long distance was really nice because we would just talk on the phone for hours. And so yeah. that's how we got to know each other. And I was like, I'm not even a phone talker. And so I'm like, there must be something behind this. And he actually, I always tease him. I'm like, he gave off like a lot of like red flags. Um, oh, really? Not that they were actually bad, but I'm just like, yeah, I just took, I took a major risk with him because he was just kind of like, he was very open and honest with me. I think that's what mm -hmm. I liked about him. But obviously we were still like dating other people. Yeah. I was probably a little bit more like secretive I think guys are a little more sensitive when girls are going out on dates and stuff but yeah he was very open about like girls he was going out with because he would be like talking about commitment and I would say no like I just have a long-term relationship go have your fun like go date go do whatever like I was encouraging him to do that and so he was seeing like a lot of girls or not so much at the time but we talked a lot yeah. about his like past experiences with women and his relationships mm -hmm. and I think it was his honesty that I really liked about it, but I think a lot of women would see him as being like a player. And so yeah. I would consider that like a very common red flag. And it was kind of the opposite for me because I was like, dang, he really has like no secrets is what it felt like. And I haven't caught him in a lie or keeping anything from me now and it's four years later. And so even though he was like douchebag player type <laughs> guy, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just like the honesty and he's, he's actually like such a softy. And so I, yeah, I would consider that kind of looking past like a red flag. <laughs> like yeah. Most women were like dating someone's like that. 
Yeah, definitely. And actually, like, do you, like, I mean, do you consider yourself mm -hmm. kind of like a jealous person at all? No, like I, I get this answer a lot because I actually get a lot of questions about jealousy and like friends will um, ask me about jealousy or ask me like how I can hear his stories or we've even had, you know, experiences with other women. And so people are, especially other women, they're very intrigued by the jealousy factor. Yeah. And I can't really answer like why I'm not jealous. I think it might be a personality thing, but the only thing that I can think of is that if you pair honesty and openness with it, then I can't be jealous because yeah. I would almost rather have that, that honesty. Like I get excited when he like opens up to me about like his thoughts. And then I tell him about like my thoughts or like we talk about past relationships or what we were interested in, not even sexually, but just like connection wise with people we yeah, dated. And that's all we talked about for the whole like first year that we were long distance. And we talked a lot about like sex and just interest. And I thought it was like so fun to talk about, but yeah. it wasn't like a jealousy factor. Technical but difficulties. So if the conversation sounds like it stopped randomly and then started again, that's the case. <laughs> I'm like, and they probably, because I was just waiting on you. So I'm like, they probably saw my double chin just messaging <laughs> if anything. <laughs> well, for, for me, it all cut out. So it's fine. But. Um, yeah, now I feel like I, I feel like you were saying something really good too. And now I feel like that oh, cut me off. Oh, we were, we were talking about jealousy. I oh think. yeah. And how you're not jealous. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not the jealous type, but, oh, and then, um, another thing that I think has to do with jealousy and like whenever girls ask me about it, I'm like, well, how are you being treated? Because if I'm being treated, like, let's assume I'm being treated poorly and not made to feel important, then, yeah, I would probably be jealous. But I yeah. just haven't had that, like, lately um, in this, like, most recent relationship. So jealousy just doesn't seem as, like, common in my life. Right. Although I do get I do get jealous of girls not so much in a relationship but more like the comparison factor. I think that's oh, where like social media is just terrible. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's not it's not like romantic jealousy. But I'm like I feel like that girl like I want to look like her. Yeah, that's interesting because for me I feel like I like I would consider myself I think a jealous person like in my relationships, mm -hmm. but it's more mm -hmm. like like I would say like retroactive jealousy where I'm like jealous of like mm -hmm. things that have happened before me. I'm like, Oh, like how dare you love somebody before I, I you even knew I existed. That. And like, obviously, you know, okay. Like I don't I want somebody like flirting with my boyfriend or something too, but it's like something yeah. about the fact of like, Oh, how dare you like look at somebody before you even knew who I was. I don't know. I don't know what the issue with that is. I don't know if it's like a self-esteem thing, but like that is like my main That's thing. Where I'm like, thing. I hate that. Yeah, yeah, I um, I have experienced that. Like, when he talks about, I would say, like, I don't get so jealous in, like, our current situation. But, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I would say, like, I felt some jealousy when, you know, I see pictures of an ex or something. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, dang it. Like, she's really pretty. And, <laughs> um, you know, or experiences where I feel like, because, um, you know, we don't really, like, party. He doesn't drink now. And so part mm -hmm. of me is, like, oh, well, all your, like, party days, your drinking times, like, those are before me, and so we don't yeah. really get to experience that together, and so I do kind of experience jealousy in the sense of, like, 
oh, I'm going to be seen as like the boring girlfriend or right. I'm going to be seen as, you know, like he had better days before me and mm-hmm. he's going to look back on those and I'm not going to be in them. So I can totally understand that. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing you can do to get past that jealousy, I guess, like with it within your relationship, like that's all internal work. Yeah. So that one. Yeah. Sucks. I know that's something too, where like, it's all, I'm always thinking like, oh, like, you know, like there really is like nothing you can do besides like take it upon yes. yourself to be like, okay, no, like, cause the thing is too, mm-hmm. is like, and then the, the logical argument is like, well, yeah, you've had a past before <laughs> as well. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same because like, I don't know yeah. for me, I'm just well, like, no, it's different mine... for me. <laughs> well, mine, I, it kind of sucks because like my last relationship was nothing to like brag about in a way maybe yeah. brag is like the the worst term but like I just don't <laughs> have many like love interests that I can like mm-hmm. show off like yeah there there's some there's some like great guys that I could have pursued that I went on like one date with you know yeah yeah <laughs> but, like I was just single so briefly whereas he was single for like a decade basically oh wow and yeah. so I can definitely understand that where I'm like I'm like I wish that I had <laughs> I almost wish I had more instances I could like rub in his mm-hmm. face, but like very slyly be like, yeah. Oh yeah, I used to date this guy. And it's like a very like handsome, successful guy. And yeah. like, you know, if that was the case, it would be like one date. So I'm like, yeah. I think that I miss having my own history is probably what I'm most like bummed out yeah. about. But you I'm like, good I for think, him. For yeah, doing no, the whole so life. true. No, really. That's actually, I think that you make a really good point because and I never, I don't think I've ever put like the two, like two and two together to like make this connection. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, like I kind of not regret because like, I don't know, I mean, regret mm-hmm. is like a pretty strong word, you know, but like I yeah. sometimes like, oh, I wonder what it would have been like if I, you know, I had had that kind of like single phase and like, you know, not even mm-hmm. like going to like hook up with people or whatever, but just to like be my own self. Yeah. And like, you know, you can like flirt with other exactly. people if you want, whatever. And then also mm-hmm. like the director of active jealousy, because same where my partner has had like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, not to say, oh, like he was like some kind of party animal or something, but you know, yeah. he like has not always been in relationships. And so I think that maybe mm-hmm. those two actually go really well together. Where I'm like, oh, you know, like I see in him something mm-hmm. that I never had. Interesting. Yes. I, I would be very suspicious that that is the case because I, I feel that a lot. And then, you know, I've, I didn't have the self-confidence that I have now, which he's helped mm-hmm. a lot with for sure. Um, but also the last relationship that I was in just kind of tore me down confidence wise in a lot of ways. And so I just felt like I wasn't good enough to like be around partners that like I would view as competitive now. Right. And so, yeah, I just don't, I don't have anything to show off. Like he's the best, like since he's been in my life, that's been like the best Mm -hmm. time of my life, which is good. Yeah. that's cute. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like an exchange of power almost. I know that he Mm -hmm. doesn't view it that way in my head that's what it feels like yeah um but I know in in his mind it's it's not that case at all I mean he probably he probably does judge like past partners or if he saw a picture of like um you know he's seen pictures of my ex who's no one to brag about I was very young (laughs) when I got with him I thought that we were on the same level we were not which I recognize now but um even just him seeing pictures of him I just know that he's like like he's a very competitive person and so seeing that he's like I don't have anything to compete against or he still spoiled me you know it doesn't have to be competitive in that sense but I just know that it's I think if I had arguably a better 
past a little bit more like confident mm-hmm. of a past then I would not feel the same way about him yeah and, like you know going going off and having his life um but the jealousy there is it's not something that you can resolve or like go back and I yeah. I think the, like you said the word regret is a strong word but if I could go back I would I could <laughs> go back and tell a lot of those guys to like you know fuck off and yeah. they didn't deserve a date with me or whatever it was um but now you know if if for some reason I ever found myself single at least I can be confident that like you know I'd be in a better position hopefully I don't have to ever yeah. experience that but I'm like what what can you do you know I'm yeah I think I think a lot of girls have that same issue where mm-hmm. it's just a it's just a self-confidence issue you like don't know what you deserve yeah and it's sad that it takes so long to get there but now, at least I'm spoiled now <laughs> yeah you know you made it through all the tough times and now you finally got the right thing mm-hmm. and you mentioned too like how yeah. you feel like you are like much more confident now um mm-hmm. and like thanks in part like to like how your boyfriend treats you and stuff like that I know that Mm -hmm. you guys go to like the gym a lot together um is that do you feel like that's something that has like really helped you like with your confidence it definitely is um I could I noticed my confidence going up so after I met him we did a long distance thing and I didn't go to the gym for that whole year um Mm -hmm. and then I really started going when he moved here because you know we wanted to just hang out and stuff or I wanted to follow him around like a puppy and <laughs> yeah. what the case was and he was always at the gym. Um but it does it does give you a certain amount of confidence when especially the fact that I had been on like Instagram, I was kind of like scrolling through fitness feeds and yeah. I would see all these girls with bodies that I was like like I was kinda lying to myself about like, oh, I like kind of look like that. I really didn't, especially before I started working out. But like mm-hmm. it was always something I was envious of. And in my head, it was just not me at all. Like I couldn't, not even that I couldn't be like that, but I was just like, that's not my identity. I'm not like those girls. I'm not um, disciplined. I don't have a good routine. And that was just my thing. I would always make fun of like not wanting to go to the gym and having a bad diet, which I still have a bad diet sometimes. (laughs) But um, I think, I think a lot of my confidence came from, being able to prove to myself that like I can stick with something and that yeah. I can like do hard things. And I think that's a ton of it. Um, but so much of it, which is super, super shitty, but I do think that so much of confidence is about how other people treat you. Oh, um, for sure. And I wish that, yeah, I wish that it wasn't related. I wish that it was all internal, but like looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I could see my confidence tanking, even if I had all mm-hmm. my same Uh, like habits now if people around me just kind of disregarded me or disrespected me um so I think they go hand in hand but the gym definitely helped my self-confidence a lot yeah um and it just made me feel like I was a disciplined person and if I put my mind to something I could actually do it um and so it was definitely an identity switch it wasn't so much like oh I got so so much better of a body it was an identity thing for sure yeah, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, it definitely takes a lot of discipline. And I think like, I mm-hmm. can see myself as being like your before where you're kind of like, Oh, like, I, I don't know if that's really like my identity. Like, you know, I don't know if I have like mm-hmm. the discipline to go all the time and stuff. But like, what do yeah. you have like any advice for people who are kind of like, because also, it's kind of scary to go to the gym when you've like never really gone, you know, and it's 
oh, I have to like try these new machines and I don't really know like anybody and like are people going to judge me? So do you have advice for anybody that like kind of wants to get into that like gym lifestyle or, you know, working out more, but doesn't or like is a bit scared to like Mm -hmm. do the first step or doesn't really know where to start? Yes, absolutely. Um, The gym is scary and it's even still scary, like going into new gyms, even for me. Um, So I... I can only speak from my own experience. I got a bunch of cute workout clothes <laughs> and it was during COVID. And so I just wasn't really going out anywhere. And so it was the only place that I could get cute. And so yeah. I would like kind of make it an evening where I would do my makeup. I would make sure my hair was all cute. I would do like the mm-hmm. cute gym styles and then I would wear my like cute workout clothes. And that helped a lot. Um, I know that some people like now when I go to the gym, I'm like bulking right now. <laughs> And so I feel more comfortable in really baggy clothes. And, you know, sometimes if I wear a hat, like, I just feel like so invincible because I'm like, no one can see me. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just like a weird mental switch. But it sounds so simple, but I think like just being cute for the gym. (laughs) Whether No, that's that's actually good advice. It doesn't doesn't have to be like sexy, but like feeling confident, like whatever you're comfortable Mm in, Um, you know, having cute clothes that you feel like are gonna fit in because it's yeah. fun to stand out once you're kind of more used to the gym but when you first go like all you want to do is just kind of disappear so yeah um I would definitely find something that you feel like blends in well like neutral colors the hat um being cute doing your makeup even mm-hmm. some people shit on like doing makeup at the gym or for the gym but I'm like it it makes you yeah. feel like presentable in some ways and you're like oh if someone is looking at me they're not judging me they're admiring like my cute makeup or whatever yeah totally and no one yeah. no one's actually looking um yeah I guess everybody's always it, focused on their own thing anyways so like they are yeah. and and they yeah. really are but it'll take a while for you you have to witness that um to like really believe it because when you first go it really does feel like all eyes are on you um yeah. and then like I've even, you know, filmed some dumb videos with Austin at the gym and literally like <laughs> no one was looking. <laughs> like you can see in the background, like everyone just has their head down. Mm. But um it was it was really nice. Like when I first started going, I was alone the first few times. And then it was really nice going with Austin. I know that not everyone can have a gym partner, um, mm. let alone someone who's like so knowledgeable in it and can like tweak your yeah. form because I actually first started going to the gym with my ex and he wanted to get into the gym too. And so it was like, Oh, we can support each other in that. And it actually ended up being more detrimental than if I had gone alone, I think, because we were both still trying to figure out our way. And so it actually got kind of tense because I wouldn't agree with, I was like, okay, I don't want to do a mile on the treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with the stupid treadmill. Don't make me do cardio. (laughs) Um, and I just watched a ton of YouTube videos and like I would literally even be in the gym looking up YouTube videos if I had a specific exercise and I didn't know how yeah. to do something. And I would just like turn the brightness down and like watch it in the corner. And like, I, I know that people joke about that all the time because they, they have to do it a ton. Like sometimes you just forget I've done stuff that and... before. Yes. I still do it sometimes. I'm like, yeah. wait. <laughs> I mean, it's um, good to get and... inspo though. Yes. Yeah, and that's another thing is you can straight up copy an exercise that you see on Instagram. I don't, I don't suggest that now um, for people who are a little bit more experienced. But like mm-hmm. the, the thing with the gym and, and habits and stuff is that you want to make it um, 
comfortable and easy for you when you first start. Like I, yeah. I know so many people who are like, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to get so toned in three weeks. And then they go super hard in the gym. They burn themselves out. And then before you know it, they haven't been in two months because they didn't actually enjoy it. Yeah. And so I would go to the gym for 20 minutes and I would leave the gym without doing any cardio. I would do like two exercises and I'd be like, okay, I showed up and I would walk out and here I am like four years, three years later. And now I don't have to make myself go to the gym because I made sure I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I guess too, it like, be, like builds in as like part of your routine. And that's like, once you, mm -hmm. if you like, if you don't like feel like you're forcing yourself to do something, then you're like, Oh, well, like, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh, actually I like this. You don't have to like remind yourself that you want to do mm -hmm. this because it's just like, Oh, part of your kind exactly. of habits and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's why like the getting cute thing worked so well for me because totally. where else was I going to get cute during COVID? I was like, yeah. I was like, I have, I have to show off these clothes somehow. <laughs> and yeah. It was so dumb. I remember my stepmom even making a comment to me, um, like, you, you know, when I went to the gym, she's like, why do you have a full face of makeup on? Like, <laughs> who are you getting cute for? I'm like, I'm getting cute for myself yeah, or I'm totally. not going to go. And like, she didn't understand it because she like would just go running on her own, really enjoyed it. But I'm like, whatever it takes to build that habit, you know, I don't even care if you come back and then like give yourself a little sugary treat. Actually, if you're mm -hmm. going to eat sugar, you should do it before the gym. <laughs> but, like, there's so many ways that you can kind of, like, reward yourself or, like, not even reward yourself because I guess you want to make the actual experience enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and for me now, that's, like, energy drinks, you know. Like, I get so hyped up. I'm like, oh, if I go to the gym, <laughs> I get to drink an energy drink. <laughs> so it's just little things that keep you going. And I think people rely so much on discipline um, yeah. and, like, motivation and I'm like yes those those things can have you know play a factor but if mm -hmm. you don't like the gym for whatever reason you're not going to yeah. go you're not going to go for yeah. a substantial amount of time and I think that people want to like force themselves to do stuff and I'm like when have you been mm -hmm. able to force yourself to do anything for more than a matter of years like if this is a lifestyle yeah. thing it's years yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the thing, too. It's, like, you have to be like, consistent with it. Because, like, I have tried to go to the gym before. Like, I think it's been, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't gone, like, in ages now. But I think before, mm -hmm. I was, like, so much, like, oh, like, I need to do, like, some kind of exercise. And I was, like, oh, well, if mm -hmm. I exercise it to the gym. But then I was, like, wait, actually, I don't, mm -hmm. like, necessarily enjoy my time when I'm there. But now it's, like, wait, yeah. it's fine. Because, actually, you know, I they're, like, go rock climbing or whatever. Or do, like, these, like, activities that I mm -hmm. do enjoy. Like, pole dancing, whatever, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, okay, you know. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not really like doing the same kind of like exercises or whatever. That's not how I'm going to grow my butt mm -hmm. bigger. <laughs> but like, you know, it's like I'm choosing things that like yeah. correspond like with what actually I like to do and mm -hmm. like fit into my lifestyle. But it's like, okay, you know, you don't have to force yeah. yourself like into a different lifestyle if you don't want that lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And I was like a straight up like couch potato before. And so even even rock climbing or pole dancing, I would have had such a hard time with that. I would have like struggled yeah. so hard just health wise, like muscle wise, I would have like been flailing around. <laughs> so yeah, it's, and you know, some people do want like the big butt. I would say that's probably um, the thing that I get questions about the most. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's hard because it's always discouraging when they, um, I, I think it's discouraging for them because usually they don't hit me up again. It's discouraging for them to hear what it took for me to get where I am. Yeah. And 
I can understand why that is because it's just so slow moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but again, it's like, I actually enjoy the gym. That's basically my version of a date with Austin. Um, but it's also, it, it takes a, some time to get into a rhythm with it. And I've actually found that I most enjoy like strength, um, training at the gym, no cardio, <laughs> screw cardio, <laughs> but like to be able to, to be able to feel strong, I think is the feeling that mm-hmm. I got addicted to. And as dumb as that sounds too, even just posting like PRs on my story, yeah. you know, like no one even responds to those. No one cares what my PR <laughs> is, but it's those little like motivating things where I'm like, I'm going to go to the gym today so that I can film and like try to hit yeah. a PR. And I think as an adult too, we don't have many hobbies. Like we don't, or we don't have many options for hobbies. We don't have like much time. Mm-hmm. And the gym is so like socially encouraged and acceptable that it's just, yeah. it's kind of an easy one. So I would encourage. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I love weight training too. I think so many people go to the gym to just kill themselves on the treadmill. <laughs> and maybe some people like that. I don't know anyone that actually likes it. They do it because they think it's going to get them the body they want. And I would argue yeah. it's, that's not the way. Yeah. Actually, I feel like that's, I just I, learned that recently. <laughs> Is it like, really? like cardio? It's like, okay, like you can like slim down, sure. But like, you're not actually like building mm-hmm. like the muscle or whatever, or like yeah. this like toned aspect mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, that yeah, a lot of people are like looking for, I guess, these days. Yeah, I hear the word toned a lot. And I think that that's slowly kind of being um, redefined because, mm-hmm. you know, toned is, I, I actually thought before I started lifting that, you know, you can get toned by grabbing the lighter weights. And then you do a bunch of curls or whatever with the lighter weights, and that keeps you from getting bulky and that'll make you toned, but still feminine. And it yeah. just doesn't work that way. Like mm-hmm. you can train the same as the biggest, buffest guy in the gym, and that'll probably actually give you the physique that you're wanting. Plus, um, mm-hmm. that's the only way, like I actually hold a lot of fat on my body just in general. Like I'm, I have a really hard time being lean. And so this is just the only way that I found to keep it off because the muscle, you get a longer, um, like, I'm trying to think of the wording for it because it, some of the stuff sounds so hokey and, yeah. <laughs> but it, <laughs> so I'm like trying to describe it in like layman's terms, but your metabolic rate really is increased as you're building muscle over the course mm-hmm. of like two days. Is, is actually like a pretty high rate after yeah. you've been muscle training whereas if you're doing cardio you're burning calories like right when you're doing cardio and so the window for growth or like calorie burn is actually much larger with just weight training okay um, interesting yeah so it's i just wasn't successful with cardio aside from the fact that i didn't like it um <laughs> like i said cardio you just you get that burn in the moment and you feel so good you're all sweaty and then it's over. And yeah. a lot of people's watches actually overestimate how many calories they're burning. Um, so the amount of calories that you burn doing cardio is actually like really sad. <laughs> and um, with building muscle, especially when you first start, like the first, it was the first year for me, the fat just fell off of me because um, you can build muscle really quickly when you're a newbie or if you're not you know, on a good training program, if you're kind of scattered with weight training, um, if you, if you're doing it for the first year, um, the muscle growth is much higher than it would be like in 
you know, more advanced stages of your lifting career, if you want to call it that. And so the motivation just happened really quick because I was seeing compositional changes really fast. And I think that with cardio, it's much slower. Um, You know, you can run Mm -hmm. faster, you can train. It's good for your heart. Like, I should definitely be doing more cardio, um, (laughs) but I would not do it for fat loss. It's definitely more for like longevity reasons, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, and, that's really, you know, no, that's that's really of, good. It's good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's, but if you enjoy it, then still do it. Like, you know, like we were talking about, if you enjoy it, then that's what you should do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think that people, women especially, I don't think that they realize that the body that they may potentially want um, probably has a lot more muscle on it than they think. Yeah. Um, and some people don't like dying and being out of breath. And so like, you know, go to the gym and pick up some weights. <laughs> that, that's Honestly, what worked for me. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I love that advice because I'm like, oh, that, that fits into like, right, right up my alley, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I should probably like not talk about how much I hate cardio anymore. <laughs> We're just like, sweat, it, but just bash cardio. Like power, just running sucks. <laughs> You know, don't do it. The treadmill. So sad. People listening are like, wait, I, I know love it's the so treadmill. Good for you. Yeah. No, well, it's yeah. Fine. If you love it, if you can, I've never been able to run long enough to even get close to a runner's high, which is yeah. probably a sign that I should run more. So, like, I'm aware that you need both, but in terms of, in terms of like fat loss and keeping fat off, especially if you have a hard time, and building muscle helps improve um, insulin resistance, which I know is a mm. huge concern for women who have a really hard time losing weight a lot of it is that their insulin is just pumping out because they their body's not reacting to it the way that should and so growing muscle can increase um insulin sensitivity and i actually eat like a ton of sugar too i have such a sweet tooth and i'm trying to get better at that but the nice thing about sugar is it is kind of mitigated by the weight training yeah um and so I can get away with a little bit more while still like having my freedom with my diet. And I think that's the only reason I like it so much is I actually have an awful diet. <laughs> oh, it's just <laughs> about mitigating your, your risk. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like reassuring probably for a lot of people, because I think like when you, you know, are getting into that, you're kind of like, Oh, but like the food aspect where you're like a little bit stressed about it mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think it's good to know that, you know, like mm-hmm. you who go to the gym and like have a great body mm-hmm. and stuff like can, mm-hmm actually is like still eat you know whatever I mean not whatever you yeah. want maybe but kind of like you can have like a junk food diet kind Sometimes of thing whatever. yeah like and then just yes. but you also can, like you can definitely you know, fit it in yeah yeah it's compatible mm-hmm. so you know what takeaway for that is yeah. if you like cardio good for you <laughs> and if not pick up some weights <laughs> yes exactly there are options is all I'm saying exactly and so kind of on the top I mean like I know we kind of like started from mm-hmm. like you know getting confident and stuff like that or like how you that grow that yeah. grew mm-hmm. um and I know you do this is kind of like a little bit of a steer in a different direction but I know you do like a lot of um like photo shoots and stuff like that mm-hmm. I know it's kind of more like in mm-hmm. line with like I don't know I guess you're like side hustle which we'll come back to later um but yeah. yeah I don't know can you like kind of I don't know I know you've had like a lot of experiences kind of with amateur photographers with mm-hmm. I guess more like real in quotes so quote unquote photographers. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, a wide array categories. of it. Yeah, definitely. Can mm-hmm. you just like, t- I don't know, tell us a little about our experience, maybe like even how you got into photo shoots and like, I don't know, 
everything that surrounds yeah. it. Maybe some experiences with like amateur photographers that were kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. I so the way that I got into it is I actually got hit up on just my Facebook. Like I think I had just posted selfies or whatever, and some amateur photographer. Well, you know, he would have claimed he was like, I've been doing this for twenty years, but yeah. his stuff wasn't that good. But it's like fine. <laughs> um, he had hit me up. Everyone, you know, starts somewhere, even if it's 20 yeah. years in, I guess. But um, he had hit me up when I was with my ex, and he was like, hey, if you want to do a photo shoot, like, let me know. And I had told my ex about that, and he was like, why? That's so weird. Like, what does he want photos of? What, why would you want to do that? Why would you want these? And he was just so sus of all of it, which, like, yeah. I guess I can kind of understand. Like, yeah, he wanted more, like, bikini laundry. Like, that was most of his page. So I'm like, I can understand that. Um that like concern but he was just like shut it down immediately and he was like no that's super weird and it all it actually kind of like caused a fight just by me like asking about it yeah and then when I broke up with him I responded back to that guy I was like okay like you know the ex is gone I want to do it and so we did one and it's kind of funny because that photographer did end up like crossing some boundaries later like he would just make comments about like my boyfriend whatever like talking a few times you know, lesson learned, but the first photo shoot actually was a good experience. Um, when he was, you know, trying to put on a professional face Yeah. and it, all it took was me just like posting on my Instagram, like posting on my Facebook, like just some of the pictures that we took. And then I just had a bunch of other amateur photographers, like hit me up for more photos. And it was, it was one of those things where, like, I just kind of took up everyone on their offer, like, even if they weren't good. And I guess that's kind of how it started. And I was not very smart about it in the sense that, like, I never brought anyone. It was always on my own time. <laughs> yeah. And so Danger. I was showing up to these, like, on my own. <laughs> I know. I could have been killed. But, like, yeah. I would usually go through their other photos, make sure that they had had other models and that they were real people, things like that. Um, but, yeah, I could have gone about it in a much smarter way. And it just kind of... It was like an exponential growth situation at that point where I would just get hit up so many times. And then I even got hit up for paid jobs, you know, some more commercial stuff. And it would still be very infrequent because I wasn't like advertising it. I didn't have a portfolio. It was just on my Instagram. Um, But I just found it to be like a lot of fun. And it was one of those things where, you know, I think I enjoyed it because I'm kind of an introvert. Like I didn't go out a whole ton like. I like to be able to do my makeup and get cute and wear like the cute clothes or another like big motivator for doing photo shoots was that I'm like six feet tall. So if I go out in heels, people are like, whoa, you know? (laughs) And so I was able to wear like really big high heels. I could never wear it's like photo shoots. And um, there are some, some people for sure that take advantage of the situation. And luckily I don't have like, any bad personal experiences well I would say some of them like were obnoxious or I was like oh like I'm not shooting with that person again like they kind of gave yeah. me the creeps um but I do have a lot of thoughts on what certain people's motivators are for doing photo shoots and I think that a lot of times they're very um driven by just the fact that hey if I take photos of like beautiful women then I might yeah. be able to get close to them and get to know them when they would never give me the time of day in any other aspect. Um, yeah. But I feel like those are pretty easy to tell apart. Like if they have, you know, a real eye for lighting, if they really show progression in their work, if they 
know a lot about their equipment and they really like want to come up with a concept if they don't only want to do boudoir lingerie stuff yeah um then you're like okay they probably are actually into the photography aspect and so now I have a pretty good um uh, instinct for being able to pick out the people that yeah. are like you just want to see girls in lingerie in person yeah exactly yeah I know like some guy just like shows up with this like crappy camera and's like okay get naked and you're just like wait <laughs> what's the vision here and you know he's like oh you know just strip and we'll see yes. what goes you're like all right something's a little off it's actually funny yes. because I had yeah I had this one uh-huh. this like and this was not even like a boudoir thing or anything but I was I think like mm-hmm. 18 and I was working at Gourmandies you know the one in Salt Lake <clears throat> And so I was working oh my gosh, yeah, at the bakery. So <laughs> yeah, I was working there. Mm-hmm. And some guy, like, I don't know, probably like mid 50s or something. And like, he came in and he was like, Oh, you know, like, do you model at all? Whatever. And I'm just like out here serving mm-hmm. my pastries, you know? And I was like, Oh, like, I mean, I've yeah. done like a little bit, but like, not really, like, not professionally or anything. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, well, like, you know, I would love to shoot with you, whatever. And being 18, I was like, Oh my gosh, hell yeah, mm-hmm. let's do a shoot. And yes, I would have jumped on that so fast. Yeah, I'd be like, no, I found a model. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was like, Amazing. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. this is my career is going to kickstart mm-hmm. after this, whatever. So, yes. day comes. <laughs> and I, thank God I thought about this, like, even being young, mm-hmm. where I was like, Oh, I'll invite another girl that was like starting off her photography business. I was like, Oh, I'll invite her. And, you know, kind of like oh, being like a fun. shadow. But like, so the guy mm-hmm. gives me the address and you show up the place is a funeral home (laughs) and I was just like I was like what have I gotten myself into why am I at a funeral home with this middle-aged man no so we go yeah literally so we go into the um funeral home to like meet the guy or whatever Mm -hmm. and we're like oh this is kind of a weird location and it was like it's like one of those like really like nice you know, it was like, like a manor yeah. kind of thing. It was like one of those nice houses in Salt Lake. Um, yeah. Actually, I found out they're tearing it, tearing it down, but suspicious. Anyway, so we go yeah. in and it's really nice. <laughs> and he is like, okay, so we're just going to go like upstairs to the attic because the attic is like really nice. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. I'm going into the attic of a funeral home with some mm-hmm. photographer, quote unquote. I don't even know. And it, it actually ended I'm up being so fine. Like, no, literally. Yeah. Thank God. Because, but like, and it ended up being fine, whatever. I mean, the pictures weren't even that great like whatever they were fine but I just remember being like okay you know what this is like way suspicious this is a learning moment one like stopping so stupid to just follow random people like who a funeral home I should have turned around at the funeral home and when he said attic are you kidding me I don't know what like I don't know what possessed me to be like yeah I'm gonna go up in this attic with this man that I literally don't know at 18 years old but you know what I'm alive today it's fine but yeah so beware of weirdo photographers that was me with uh with dates when I was like eighteen, like on on Tinder and stuff. And I thought, yeah, that was me with photographers. I still go places alone, but like lately, I've really slowed down because um I want to get into like better shape now before I do photo shoots. Because that was one thing yeah. is like I I feel like I had like so much fun doing the photo shoots and learning and trying to get better at that because um looking at some of my older photos I'm like oh my gosh I was so awkward <laughs> yeah. that's fine that's how you learn and then they're like yeah. you know really bad like blown out photos whatever it is like the photographer doesn't really know what they're doing mm-hmm. but that's that's a part of learning and now I've gotten like really picky with who I work with uh mm-hmm. sometimes picky in like what they actually deliver photo wise and then sometimes picky yeah. with just liking their personality um but I I do know that a lot of girls want to have like the 
the really good photographers just right off the bat. And mm-hmm. for me, it just didn't work out that way. I think it's a slow progression unless you get like really, really lucky and yeah. a photographer wants to like work with you and then you guys both grow together. But usually it's, it's, you're going to start off by getting like some really bad photos. Yeah. I think time, it's just like, like you have you're to. Starting, yes. But you'll think that yeah. they're amazing because you've never had like professional photos taken. Exactly. Them, so it's like, <laughs> you just, you just figure out what you like along the way. And um, I think, I think too, like I had to tell people, I had to tell people um, pretty early on, like, oh, I don't do topless. I don't do implied. Mm-hmm. And the funny enough thing is that did help weed out some people. They would like stop messaging me because they just wanted someone, whether, you know, they wanted yeah. it for a project that they had a vision for, or mm-hmm. whether they just wanted to see a pair of boobs, <laughs> whatever yeah, it was. Probably. But, um, <laughs> but if I told people, you know, I'm, I don't do that stuff especially not with photographers I, I'm just shooting with for the first time yeah then that kind of helps weed out the creeps yeah I mean so that makes sense I definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah I know some girls are like oh I don't do need anything but like when you're on set it's so easy for a person to be like oh it would look so much better if you just like dropped this strap or if we just did implied mm-hmm. and it's really easy to you know just go along with it which I don't think there's anything wrong with it but it's one of those things where you have to remember that you're not the only one owning these photos. They own it. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, totally. So that's, yeah. So that's something that I think they take advantage of a ton. Um, and I think that a lot of photographers just want to see some boobies. <laughs> and yeah. that's so sketch. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, that's a little bit of a weird thing. And I know like, so a lot of the photo mm-hmm. shoots you do now, mm-hmm. I guess they're because they're like, I mean, I guess, okay circle back I mean mm-hmm. rewind whatever so you do only fans right yes yeah okay so a lot of the um like uh photo shoots you do now are kind of like promo mm-hmm. for your only fans right yeah I I do them they're like a plus it's mostly yeah. because like I do them just because I get hit up by photographers and I'm like okay that could be a fun project or it's people mm-hmm. that I've worked with before and they have like a vision that they want help bringing to life um, and so usually it's photographers that I have like a relationship with already. And so it's more, it's more a hobby for sure. Um, okay. I think that it does help like my Instagram, like make it look more legit or kind of yeah. draw attention to it, I guess. So it's a good benefit, but it's definitely more for a hobby. Um, cause I actually, I, I feel very strongly now cause I've worked with someone who sold pictures from photo shoots on their own OnlyFans. Oh yeah, and they actually didn't disclose this until like after and like it was one of those things yeah. where I was like oh I felt kind of weird about it but like they're fine they seem nice and then I heard stories from other girls and I was just like oh they seem kind of pushy and so I had to like cut that off and so I feel very very strongly now about mm-hmm. girls making their own OnlyFans content regardless of if it's videos pictures implied stuff whatever it is yeah and so I I don't do anything like if if I have a a photo shoot that ends up on OnlyFans, it's usually mm-hmm. just like a filler. Um, okay. And so it's it's definitely mostly for just having cool pictures of myself. Yeah, so that why when not? I'm old, you know, I can show people be like, "Look, this used to be me." Or yeah, like, totally. This used no, to be I your love grandma it. in a bikini. Like, I look so good. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel so like it's, it's like a... definitely just for fun. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I mean, yeah, why not? I guess it, like works for both. So 
why not? Um, yeah. And how did like how did you kind of like get started on OnlyFans? Like how did I mean was it just mm -hmm. kind of like one day you're like hey like this seems like a good way to like make some money or was it just kind of like I don't know how did that even like come up? Uh, yeah, so it was during COVID when it was first blowing up. Yeah. Um, and so it would have been like COVID shutdown that happened in March of 2020. And so I think I started mine in May of 2020. And it was one of those things where I had been posting, I think I had done a couple photo shoots at that point. And so I was posting on my Instagram. I had, I was kind of gaining like traction on there, which traction for me was like, you know, reaching over a thousand people. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's still so good. Like, yeah. yeah, I was like getting hit up by like random guys, like mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, single dudes and so then I was official with Austin at the time and we were doing the long distance thing and I really wasn't liking my job. Like, you know, my, my job was fine, but I was just getting a little yeah. bored. It wasn't, it wasn't like enough money that I was able to put away into savings. I felt like, and with COVID, I was just, I was like, what do I even do with my time? And so he suggested only fans mm. and I was kind of surprised because I was like, wouldn't that like make you jealous? Yeah. And he was like, if it gets you more money, like who cares? And yeah, he's, totally. like, just, he's like, you know, it's just photos <laughs> or it's just talking to people. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just, and it originally started as just posting like uh, pictures of the photo shoots really that like didn't right. make it to my Instagram. And we didn't do, it wasn't anything explicit. Um, I mean, I guess you could say boobs are explicit, but like yeah. nothing too graphic. Yeah, it wasn't anything it was like very, hardcore like, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And because he, he was kind of uncomfortable by the thought of like that being out there. So we like started off really slow, but I just kind of managed it on my own and just would send messages um, to people like very sporadically. And it's not like I was making a ton of money, but I would have like, you know, a few hundred come in in like one week and I would be like oh yeah. this is money that I didn't even really have to work for is what it felt like yeah and I was just sitting at home and I had just come from like the online dating world where I'm like mm -hmm. I was already taking like cute selfies and like you know yeah. uh like implied nudes for like yeah you know Austin who was like all the way out in Idaho at the time and so I had all this content that I'm like just post and then money would come in yeah and it was, it was one of those things where like, it it felt nice that I could not only make money for my own, but it was almost directly correlated with how much effort I would put in. So if right. one day I was like, oh, I want to make some more money today, or I want to justify a shopping trip or put more in yeah. savings, like I feel like I'm slacking, whatever it was, mm -hmm. then you would just spend 20 minutes on there and actually try and then yeah. money would just come in. Like it was, it felt so nice, especially considering like I did sell my art at the time. Actually, I still like sell my art, but I do like commissions. Mm -hmm. And so I was familiar with how slow drawing commissions were, drawing portraits. Uh, they would take me forever. And then I'd get like a hundred bucks, 150, 200. And that would be after months of work. And yeah. so then with this, I was like, I was like, damn, like this is so easy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's purely out of like laziness. And so like, how did it, I mean, because when you first like started, were you kind of like worried about like the privacy aspect at all? Or were you kind of like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just going for it. Especially because yes. you grew up in Utah and like, especially you grew up Mormon. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah. people are going to be like, mm -hmm. whoa, like what is going on? What is she doing? How did you like deal with yes. kind of, like the privacy aspect? And then like how people were like then 
kind of like reacting to you or like, you know, probably mm-hmm. judging you, I guess, especially in Utah. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, how did you deal with that? <laughs> um, it was, it was private at first in the sense that like you had to have, you know, a link specifically for it. And so I knew exactly who that link was going out to. Yeah. Obviously they could have been screenshotting whatever, sending it to who. And like, it was just one of those things where it was already COVID. Everyone was shut down. Like I hardly, I was like, what? I know like 10 people that I actually like yeah. care about. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like all these random people I didn't like care as much about. Um, so I didn't advertise on like Instagram or anything. I didn't have my mm-hmm. link anywhere. I would have to send it directly to them. And I just did that for the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, I didn't even advertise on Reddit. I didn't advertise on Twitter. It was literally just sending directly through the link. And so it felt like yeah. a little more secure. And it was one of those things where I think for some people, you know, only fans are having pictures out there or whatever. It makes them uncomfortable, which I can totally understand. No judgment. Mm-hmm. There's not, you know, one that's better. But yeah. um, for me, it just didn't bother me. Like, like my my mentality about it was I'm like, well, this is a good photo of me. Regardless yeah. of, like, what it is, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's a good one. <laughs> like, so I look I'm cute. Like, okay. <laughs> cute. I'm like, I don't yeah. know what you want me to be ashamed about. It's yeah. kind of what it felt like. And I've always had that attitude. Um, it's just funny because I was very conservative, like I would say sexually mm-hmm. conservative, especially in high school. Like, yeah. I think I kissed like two boys all of high school and they were just kind of gross to me. I didn't really like them. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was a virgin like all th- throughout like my teens. And so, but it just never seemed like something to be ashamed of. It was just personal preference mm-hmm. that I was more conservative. But I was never that way with, like, my actual body. It was more, right. like, one-on-one interactions, like, physical touch that I was, like, ew, boys are gross. Yeah. <laughs> but in terms of my body, I was, like, I was, like, well, everyone's naked under their clothes. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, no, <Yeah>. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, and then my family, I think, I'm sure they know. Like, I think it's mostly talk and stuff. I'm sure they've never yeah. seen what's on my page. So I'm sure yeah. they don't know what's sent. Um my mom is actually probably responsible for telling most people about it that know about it because she like kind of thinks it's cool that's so funny I'm like, it's so funny and i'm like mom it's kind of i'm like i'm not ashamed of it but it's a little like bit of a secret i'm like yeah also low um and then yeah even even my dad i'm like i'm sure he's just like i don't know about it. i don't hear about it like yeah. i'm sure that there's gossip floating around but especially in today's day and age like I remember when, you know, a celebrity nude would get leaked and it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Like she had nude pictures of herself. Yeah. Like I think that happened to Jennifer Lawrence and it was like all over the yeah. news. And now it's just funny. Cause I'm like, you can access a large majority of people's nudes just for like, you know, a fee. Yeah. And so I think that was also some comfort where it was just so socially acceptable, whether you believe that's for, you know, better or worse, it is mm-hmm. socially acceptable to an extent yeah um, so it just never bothered me but again I'm like if they're good pictures if they were bad pictures like unflattering pictures I'd be yeah. like no I'm so ashamed take it off <laughs> yeah because um, I know that <laughs> you get like a lot of because like I mean I guess you're, I mean I'm assuming your following on Instagram is like primarily male probably I I'm know. sure it is yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like 80 percent at least or 80 yeah and I feel like sometimes because like when you will post sometimes like the like 
question box or whatever, you'll have like people oh, yeah. send you these messages that are kind of like, oh, you know, how does it feel to be like a sellout or whatever, or like these like horrible <laughs> things. And you're just like, okay, if you don't like yeah. it, first of all, you can leave. And then second of well, all, it's I like, know how- that they follow me. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why are you following me? And it's like, so you must not yeah. hate it that much because if you're here, it's that you're also enjoying these photos. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of feels like this, like, yeah. I don't know, um, like hypocrite attitude and it's like you know I think sometimes people can be like intimidated by like a woman taking ownership of her sexuality instead of like letting herself be sexualized by Mm -hmm. other people and do you feel like your like do you feel like your view of like your own sexuality or like your kind of confidence within that like has changed at all since starting OnlyFans I think that's a good question because I guess I haven't thought about it I've just been doing it for so long and um it's not a very large part of my life I think that I get a lot of questions about it because it's intriguing but in terms of like how much effort and energy it takes like honestly the biggest guilt that I have about it is that I know that my earning potential could be so much more (laughs) effort and I just hope and so literally like that's the worst feeling that I've had about it is the guilt from not capitalizing more on it. That is um, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's what people expect to hear. No, but it's definitely just, not. It's, it's actually, it's actually very. That's caused a lot of negative um, feelings for me. Is that yeah. I feel like I feel like it's such an opportunity for easy money and quick money, and I could be doing more, um, you know, to support my little family that I have going with Austin and you know our three dogs. Yeah, And I would say, I would say esteem wise, the thing that's probably taken the largest toll on me um, is probably Instagram. Like I would mm. say that OnlyFans, like everyone's very nice on there. Like sometimes you get someone who's like, uh, you know, when I subscribed, I thought I'd be seeing more or whatever. Cause my feed's yeah. actually pretty like tame yeah. and you know, or they'll be like, that's not worth as much money as you charged or whatever. But honestly, most people are like, money calling me a queen they're like yeah. you're amazing you're beautiful have the best day like they're way nicer than so nice. on, like, Instagram. <laughs> yeah and so I think it's I would say in terms of like my self-confidence it probably took the biggest hit just trying to promote um which like you know I don't I don't like promote it a ton but like I try to get mm-hmm. eyes on my you know, Instagram content yeah. I even try to like hop on TikTok or whatever and so I would say my confidence took the biggest hit just being on Instagram too much and mm. again the comparison like just seeing yeah. like oh this person posted you know this really stupid promotional video and then they got so much more attention and so much more like eyes on it yeah. and so that like even though it shouldn't matter like I know it's just social media when you are supposed to be using social media as a tool and it's not working out mm-hmm. then it can be really disappointing um and also like being in the gym world and just seeing all the like fit girl accounts like yeah you know scrolling through those all day trying to get like inspiration or just just being lazy that day and like ending up on instagram for way too long um that was way worse for my mental health than anything only fans related yeah which i don't think people expect yeah that's so interesting yeah exactly i was gonna say i feel like a lot of people probably wouldn't expect that because i don't know but i mean like i totally can see like why especially like following your like Mm -hmm like logic and stuff is like well yeah actually that makes a lot of sense because you know almost like OnlyFans I feel like would be more Mm -hmm. like 
raw because it's like you know like this is like mm-hmm. here I am whatever and yeah there's almost like some this like such an aspect of like vulnerability to it where like people mm-hmm. kind of like have to respect like oh wow like you know I wouldn't be able to do that you know like this person is like yeah. showing like their raw self like there's not nowhere mm-hmm. to hide kind of thing mm-hmm. and so yeah and the guys are paying for it and so they're like yeah. invested they feel like they're personally supporting you yeah uh, which to an extent they are you know regardless Definitely. of yeah. how, how weird some of the dms get um <laughs> and and then on Instagram, you see like some of the most, you're just flooded with images of the most beautiful people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, and yeah. then a lot of the girls who do well on, on OnlyFans, like it doesn't even have to correlate directly to looks. And so yeah. I think it definitely says something about how, how invested I was in appearance, which yeah. if anything, OnlyFans is further proof that like appearance doesn't mean like as much as I thought it was. And then you go to Instagram yeah. and they're just like all perfect. <laughs> it's funny because I've heard that a lot where you know mm-hmm. people think oh you know like these like only fans girls and i think also because um like the main people that are like i don't know i guess like the cover of it or whatever will be like these like you mm-hmm. know huge influences with like millions of followers whatever yeah and so it's like you know mm-hmm. that's like what they're supposed to look like but actually like i feel like this mm-hmm. is i hear this all the time where it's like actually a huge proportion of these girls you know are just you know kind of regular girls you know, and yeah, they don't have to be like are. some kind of like Kendall Jenner model or anything um, yeah. to like make a good. Yeah, and they'll they'll be bringing in they'll be bringing in way more money than me, and mm. um, it's it's just these girls that like aren't as conventionally attractive. Um, yeah. and so I think that that's also a really cool aspect of it. I guess if you want to call it a cool aspect, I know <laughs> OnlyFans is like so offensive to some people. Um. But I think that's what also makes people mad is that you have all these unskilled average folks making a lot yeah. of money, more than more money than like some uh, skilled labor, you know, yeah. or office jobs, whatever it is. And I think that's what mm-hmm. pisses people off. It seems like yeah. a cheat code. But I'm like, we're not the ones paying for. Well, that's our yeah, exactly. All these lonely men. <laughs> exactly. No, that's definitely it. Like, you know, don't. What is it? What is the thing? Don't hate the player, hate the game. That's literally. <laughs> that's exactly it because it's kind of like you know if you have the opportunity to like make this much money and stuff well like you can't be mad Mm -hmm. that somebody would take that opportunity and like just because you don't agree with it or you don't want to participate in it okay like nobody's or you don't have that opportunity yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like yeah yeah. (laughs) they just want to be mad yeah haters gonna hate I know. Well, and I, I feel that too. Like, honestly, there are some girls where I know how much money they're making. Like they're really sweet girls. They're super nice, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to not feel like a twinge of jealousy and just being yeah. like, wait, what do you have that I don't have? Or what are you doing? And honestly, it's just, it's time and effort or it fits their yeah. personality. They're just like really built for, um, you know, social media marketing or whatever. And I think, I mean, I hate to boil it down to just jealousy, but it is either like a form of jealousy or envy, or you think mm-hmm. that it's just like OnlyFans is just of the devil, you know? I guess it's yeah. really those two categories. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's more jealousy than people want to admit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think a, a lot of it, even like the people who are, you know, kind of against it for like, I don't know, re- religious aspects or whatever, they're like misogynist mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever their issue is. Mm-hmm. It's like that's still somehow rooted in some kind of jealousy, you know? So. I don't know. I feel like when people get yeah, mad about stuff like that, it's like, you know, take it with a grain of salt because, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take some kind of like life advice from some loser behind his screen telling me that like go to hell because like I'm making money off of other people, you know, supply and demand, yeah, and baby. People, um, <laughs> I know. I know. Well, and some people, I get the worst messages when it's anonymous, like of the course. anonymous Q&As, which is why I do them. I like yeah. to get the spicy ones, mm-hmm. but, um, but I think it's just further evidence that, and then some people who have, you know, talked shit. I've seen them in person at the gym. Oh, really? And they don't look my way. So it's just further evidence that they would never say it to my face. Oh my god! Um, and if they did, then I would I would respond back nicely, and they would yeah. fucking hate it. You no, know, they want exactly. it to be like some point of contention. Yeah. Um. And I saw someone actually messaged me in response to one of the Q and A questions, and I forget how it was, but they were talking the actual Q and A question that was kind of mean was asking about how like women you know women are taken advantage of by men and they're capitalized on and they're turned into um you know something that's more like a product yeah you know it's not actually beneficial to women it's not them you know it's it's them being used rather than than using the system which like i can kind of i understand that we're still you know creating content for men like right. i get it but like we are the ones capitalizing off of it yeah obviously the only fans platform is too but it's like what yeah, can you yeah. do that's why we all use it it's easy yeah but someone responded in um in response to that in my dms and they were saying that it's actually not offensive you know what we're doing but it's offensive to think that women can be turned into a product like yeah it's it's backwards to think that any person can be turned into a product when they're like offering a service. And Mm -hmm. I could kind of, I was like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, we are not a product regardless of what we do. Yeah. Um, Especially if we're getting paid for our services. And so I was like, you're right. That is the offensive part is to call us a product. It's impossible to make us a product. Yeah. Exactly. I guess if you're like, Oh, slavery, you know, which, I'm like it's not comparable. Yeah. Like that's just offensive yeah, to compare exactly. the two. Yeah. So, no, I never even thought of that because I was so used to, I was used to people saying like women can be commercialized, mm-hmm. um, or like you're being commercialized on, you're being capitalized on, and I'm like, would you ever say that about men? Yeah. I'm like, we're getting money from men. Are men commercialized? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they're different spheres, but. It, it made a good point. I was like, I think that the person asking that question saying that women were commercialized probably do view women more as yeah. commercializable than yeah. they actually should be. Totally. Because uh, like, even if you think about pretty much like any job really is like you pay somebody to like come move, move your house for you. Okay. You're using them for their mm-hmm. body kind of, you know what I mean? Like you're using for them, like yeah. their strength, <laughs> you're paying them for the service. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they're leaving, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, customer service jobs like are there's tony so many jobs where it's like yeah well you're paying this person for their time maybe for the use of their body in this place whatever or like, that sounds mm-hmm. kind of a weird way to say it but you know what i mean like their, their physicality <laughs> they need to be the there truth. yeah so it's like yeah. you know people there's always going to be like you know a winner and a loser or whatever but like if you can be the one like yeah. winning in the situation of like men kind of like uh capitalizing on like women's bodies well at least like get your share the pie you know yeah and i i think it's i think it's one of those things where 
you know, women are viewed as the product in a lot of situations or they're, you know, if, if you want to commercialize us, you're right. Like, would you call it the same if we were working in a job yeah. and you had to like sit down all day? Like, would we be commercialized if we're the workers at a job? Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't, yeah, the, the logic doesn't really track. I can kind of see where they're coming from. Like, you know, women being taken advantage of, like, I can kind of understand that, yeah. but I don't think that's the situation going on. Um, and I think it's important to recognize when women are being taken advantage of versus when they're capitalizing off of, um, you know, a certain marketplace. Yeah, totally. If you want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, in business totally. Terms. Um, and I actually, like the first thing that I thought of too, when they were talking about like OnlyFans is preying on women, which also I didn't understand their logic. I think that their logic was that the OnlyFans website was created by a man. Mm. So he's preying on all these women because he gets a cut. Okay. And I'm like, that's just any business. That's business, that's any baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't really understand their logic, but, like, the first thing that I thought of was, like, the beauty industry. Yeah. And I was like, I would see the beauty industry or certain products being sold to women mm-hmm. um, as way more predatory than an OnlyFans platform. Yeah, even so Victoria's Secret was made by a man. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. same thing. I know, and we're, you know, we just have so many things that we could buy, so many things that are pushed on us so many things that you know they're like oh if you buy this product then you'll be socially accepted or whatever yeah. and so i that's what i think of when i think of like women being capitalized on and i just didn't really see the relation to that and the only fans platform mm-hmm. but i think it's because they don't really want to dive into the mechanism of it i think that they just want to say you're showing your body off you know you should you should be ashamed it's for yeah. men don't let the men see that um, don't let the men get what they want because they just mm-hmm. want to see naked women. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not my job to ensure that like a guy on there isn't cheating on his wife. Like if someone hit me up and was like, Hey, this is so-and-so's account. Can you block them? Like they're a boyfriend of mine, husband's. And I'm like, yeah, I would block them. Yeah. But I think that, I think that they're trying to put too much responsibility on the creators instead of the men. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's, that's, it's been that way for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. No, that, I mean, you're so wise. Seriously. Every time, like whenever you speak, whenever you do like your like responses on Instagram and stuff, I'm always like, Oh, you're like so well-spoken. Like you really just have like such a, you know, your head is on your shoulders. I don't know. I really like respect. I don't know. I respect what you do. And like, I don't know. You just, you you really, yeah. I don't know. You, really got it like I like it out I like to ramble no no seriously like it's great I love like to hear your opinions I was really excited to have you on exact just like exactly for this because I feel like you have like Mm -hmm. a strong like sense of self and like a strong opinion Mm -hmm. or like values and stuff that you really I don't know they really come across in your personality even virtually so yeah I'm really happy about it thank you so much well yeah, no, I'm super glad that you even invited me on because I was like, oh, I have so many thoughts on these things. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll have you on another time. <laughs> helpful. <laughs> yes. I was like, if you want to talk about dogs for an hour, I'm like. <laughs> Honestly, I would. I love yeah, dogs. No, I, and I don't know if people would tune into that one. But... Special episode just yeah. about dogs. Comment down below if you want to hear it. It's literally just. Literally just scrolling through pictures like of this one. All them on my phone. Look at this one. It would actually be that one. You know what? Yeah, I 
I, I love talking about this stuff. So I'm super glad because it's one of those things where, um, like, I think, I think that some people like stand up a little bit too strong for like the OnlyFans thing and they're just like diehards for it. But I'm kind of like, I like to sit in the middle and I'm okay with that. I can see both sides. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's no like right or wrong answer on that too. You know, like there's always like a pro and con for both sides. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you're like very, you're very like established in your thought process. So yeah, no, no, that's perfect. I feel like it works for you and yeah, I don't know. I'm just like excited to, see like how you keep growing and everything oh you're so sweet yeah i'm i'm super glad and let me know if you ever want to ramble again oh 100 percent. no i'm sure like i'm already sure that i will have you on again because i feel like i have so many more topics i'm like oh you can talk about this and this and this so for sure like i will have you on again (laughs) and come take another hour of your time come talk about this gladly (laughs) i mean this is the only thing it's eating in, into right now is like Costco time. I'm like, that's literally the only thing I have to do today. So that's pretty- a nice time. Um, do you want to <laughs> let people know where they can find you either on Instagram or your art page or whatever you want to plug? Oh, yes. Um, my main Instagram is Nala.L-E-L-L-E. Um, I guess Nala is an odd name too. It's <laughs> N-A-L-A dot E-L-L-E on Instagram. Um, and that's the main place to find me. I had to archive a bunch of my stuff and like the fun photo shoots because oh, yeah. Instagram <laughs> hates women's bodies, but that's like, <laughs> but that's the best spot. Okay. Well, I'll put it and in the thing below fun. anyway, so people will be able to find you, me and my huge that's audience. No, um, but yeah, thank you so much for yeah, coming on. Um, it really was a pleasure. You know, thanks for hitting me up. And hopefully, I know literally anytime. Time. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I already know yes, that we're going to have you on again. So <laughs> perfect. Yay! Thank you, everybody. Okay, you're amazing. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, just stop.